Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Today, I have Maria on the podcast with me, who has a TV show called Moving with the Military, which is so exciting. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But hi, Maria. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I am well. Thank you so much for having me on today. I really do appreciate that. And everyone who's listening, thanks for listening. (laughs) Yes, I'm super excited to have you on. So kind of tell me just a little bit Um, of your backstory of, you know, being a military spouse. Absolutely. So I, um, I had like a whole life and career before I met my husband in the military. So we met and I was a little bit older. um, And uh, my first thought was, uh, no, (laughs) absolutely no. It's a hard pass. Um, I didn't know anything about anything in the military, never had even met a person in the military. I, what I knew about the military was Top Gun. Yeah. (laughs) That that was it for me. But I immediately was like, no, this is, and then we, you know, this was pre iPhone era. So we wrote a lot of letters and we communicated, we communicated via email. Um, (laughs) You know, it was just, it was a different time, but you know, he, he can write one heck of a letter uh, <laughs> and, and he was very charming and, and just a very kind soul. And then I saw him in uniform and I was done. Yeah. It, it was over. Um, and six months after we met, we got married. Wow. And immediately after that, he deployed. It was OIF-1, the very beginning of the conflict, and I was pregnant. And here we are. Yeah. Welcome to the military. This is how it rolls. (laughs) You know, and I spent that whole first, you know, nine months of pregnancy almost uh, alone, just going, what is this? You know, and and he came home a couple of days, literally days before she was born. And then it was just, here you go. Yeah, we know you've been at war for about you know, nine months, but here's a family and a kid. Good luck. Welcome to the yeah. army. It was just like, it, you know, craziness, but I'm very thankful because now almost 20 years later, 20 years this year, um, you know, we've, we've been together. We've done multiple deployments, had a second kid um, who he himself is getting ready to join the military. Wow. So now I'll be a military mom. It's it's a whole different uh, different world, but I wouldn't you know I wouldn't change a thing. It it yeah. has made us stronger, um, taught me so many things, and my children things that I don't think we would have learned otherwise. So I'm actually very grateful for this military life. Yeah, it's definitely a crazy, crazy world, and you don't understand it until you're actually in it. Correct. That is one hundred. <laughs> got to be in it to get it. Even as much as people talk about it, or you may have had an uncle, but but until you're, or aunt, don't discriminate. um, Until you're living it, it, it doesn't really, you don't really get it. I don't think. Yeah. And it, 
you don't because like even I knew it from a child's perspective, you know, for so long. And then now I'm learning from the spouse perspective and it's like, okay, this is totally different. Like you have to be in the shoes of the specific role, whether that be child, spouse, mom, you know, dad, whatever it may be, you have to be in those specific shoes to understand the lifestyle. And it's crazy. Like I wouldn't understand it from a kid's perspective, even though I had two kids. Right. I was there for them during all the, but I didn't have to switch schools. You know, my daughter's a, was when she was a senior in high school, now she's a sophomore in college, but she realized as a, as a senior in high school, she's like, mom, I've been to nine schools. Yeah. It like, you know, it, it hit her like, wow, that much has happened in, in that short amount of time. So I can't imagine all the changes, new schools, trying to make new friends, trying to fit in again Yeah, from a kid's perspective. Yeah. Cause you know, you, you have the spouse side of it where it's totally different. And, you know, even I'm realizing, you know, it's one thing to miss my dad when he was gone, but it's a totally other thing, you know, to miss, you know, my fiance when he's gone, like there's totally different aspects of it. And, you know, you never know what's going to hit you. And, you know, as the spouse side of it, you have to kind of be a little stronger than the kid's side of it, you know, to a certain extent. And it's just so different and so strange too. And now I feel like I'm going to be getting into another role because it's very different as the spouse to now as the mom of a service member. So that's a whole other set of emotions that's, you know, welling up there. Yeah. Yeah. One day at a time, one day at a time. (laughs) What was that conversation like of, you know, your son saying, I'm joining the military? It's funny. Cause that, <laughs> that conversation happened last night. Oh my gosh. Um, we, we knew he was going to go. I mean, we've always, yeah. And, and we had a different idea for him, but I used to be a, a teacher. I was a high school yeah. teacher. And I remember teaching my kids and talking to my students about, you've got to do what's right for you. You're the one living your life. You're the one, you know, practice what you preach. Cause I wasn't doing that with my own kid. Yeah. We had a way that we thought would be the best for him to join the military. And I don't think it's what he wanted. And until last night, you know, we had a real, very raw, beautiful conversation um, that made me rethink so many things. Because at the end of the day, all that we want for our children is for them to be happy. Right. We want them to be happy in the choices that they make. But that's exactly it. It's the choices that they make, not that we make for them. Yeah, they have to figure it out. They have to do it. So it was, uh, it was enlightening, a little scary, but <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure when I told my parents I wasn't going to law school and was going to become a filmmaker, they were shocked. Like, <laughs> what? So, you know, again, we've got, we've done our job. We've got to give them wings and let them fly and and figure it out. And uh, the best thing we could do as a parent, I think is be supportive. Yeah. Show the pros, show the cons, you make the choice and support, support them the best we can. Yeah. Cause you have to be real about it. Like you can't necessarily, if you hide the truth of, you know, those negative things and say, okay, here's all the good things. Here's all the pros, like, and hide the rest of it they're going to be miserable, miserable when, you know, the bad things start to happen. 
And even when you tell them the pros and the cons, and they're very clear on the cons, <laughs> like here are all the cons. Yeah. If they make that choice anyway. It's for them to figure it out. Yeah. You know, I, I had a lot of hard knocks growing up myself and I had to figure it out. I had yeah. to, because I think all those things have made me the person that I am today. It's given me the tenacity that I have today. Because if I wouldn't have done it that way, I don't know if, if I would be where I'm at. So sometimes you, you got to get hit so that you learn how to get up. Oh my goodness. hundred percent. Because if you don't learn how to get up from something small, like, you know, a field exercise or something, what are you going to do when a deployment comes around? Like, what do you do? do? Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. There's so many different aspects of, you know, life and the military life that it's like, you have to, to take it one step at a time and I mean, I'm learning myself that you cannot plan. Like <laughs> your plan is the military's plan and you can't change that. It's funny. My daughter said a couple of days ago, mom, it drives me crazy that you're not a planner. And I said, I'm totally a planner. I've learned to not be a planner. Yeah. Because military, because army, it's all the plans that we make, you know, upcoming deployments and things. We can make plans all day long and the military might turn around and, you know, push that left or right. And so I always say to my husband, when you're deploying, let me know that morning. <laughs> let, let me know when I need to, to drive you because yeah. otherwise things, they just change so much. And and uh, a few years ago, when he went on a deployment, I planned everything. I planned, because I also have a career. You know, right. I, I run a TV show and we had to go on location and go film. So I planned everything, crew, our movement, everything around when they were going to leave. Give yeah. or take, and I was even smart. So I thought, <laughs> give or take a weekish on either side. Oh, well, everything changed. And exactly. when he deployed a few years ago, I wasn't even here. Wow. I, I went, I can't we've done all this maneuvering. I can't maneuver anymore. I've got a crew of 15 people. We're on the road. It, what, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, you know, the military don't care. So it, it's, it's tough. I understand why so many military spouses feel like their life becomes the military because how, how can I do my life you know, and, and it's, it's hard, but sometimes these sort of things happen. You miss birthdays and anniversaries and, and, you know, big milestone moments. Yeah, it happens. Uh, my philosophy is celebrate it when you're together again, you know, exactly. You can have Christmas in July. It's okay. <laughs> you can celebrate, you know, I mean, even my first Valentine's day, like with a boyfriend ever. I was here and he was in Japan. Like we celebrated on opposite sides of the world. That's just how you have to do it. And you have to, to be okay with learning to celebrate differently sometimes. I think that's such a, a, a great phrase right there. Celebrate differently. Yeah. We were thankful, you know, my dad never missed birthdays or Christmas or he missed oh, a Thanksgiving. Wow. And so we got really thankful with that because he was a reserve. He was army reserve. So we, it was a little different. But, you know, 
the Thanksgiving that he did miss, it was different. It was weird that he wasn't there. And so like, you have to make those moments. And I mean, the Christmas after that, he was literally in the hospital. We celebrated Christmas in the hospital. Like, you know, you can never plan those things, you know, accordingly. And, you know, you can plan all you want, but it's going to end up changing anyways. Absolutely. I felt for, for 18 years, we were really blessed because we never, he never missed um, our anniversary or Thanksgiving. Wow. 18 years. And then, then they, then he did. And then, you know, and then since then um, we'll probably miss a few more, but it's, it was always that he was there for all the things. And then now it's been that he's not been there. Yeah. For a lot of the things, but you know, I think it just, you got to take it all with a grain of salt. You know, he loves his service. Um, I know he loves me. I know he loves our family, our children. And, and he, I think he serves because he loves so much. Yeah. You know what I mean, so we're proud of that fact. We're a proud military family. Um, and clearly why we've never not encouraged our children to join if they wanted to, um, didn't right. push them in that direction, but if they wanted to, <laughs> which is exactly what our, our son, since he was four, four years old has always said, I'm going to be in the military. Well, here we go. Gotta be yeah. Um, it's real and, now. Well, I, yes. And I feel like as a parent, um, you always think they're going to be little. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'll happen, you know? And it went like that. It was a blink of an eye and he's going to be 18. Right. And I went, where was the little boy who wanted a juice box and a cookie? <laughs> what happened? You know, they, they grow up and I'll still give him a juice box and a cookie if he wants one. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's very different when you watch your kids grow up and now look at it from try and look at it from their perspective. Um, you know, it's part, it's part of the life cycle. Yeah. And I think the military, you know, lifestyle, because everything's changing, moves are happening, uh, deployments and everything in between, you know, I think the lifestyle just causes time to feel like it moves so much quicker too, because you never know it, you know, I mean, you can't prepare for anything, And then you're always on the go. You're always doing something. So time is just flying by. Yeah. You you think about, you know, I was just looking at pictures and there was the little kindergarten graduation photo. And then now we'll be sending in baby pictures for high school. (laughs) And and it doesn't seem like that was, you know, that long ago. Yeah. It was. We were at, where were we? We were at Fort Stewart. We were at Fort Stewart. Miss Clifton. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's the beauty of social media. I've been able to remain in contact yeah. with people that made impacts in not only their lives, but my life as well. And, and it's, uh, it's very powerful. I'm glad we have it. Yeah. Social media can be a blessing and a curse. Like, you know, <laughs> if they could all see my face right now. Yes. Yes. I, I feel that. I mean, we run our TV show moving with the military. It lives, it lives on social media. Exactly. Um, and it's, uh, you learn a lot about people on social media. I think you really can see someone's character. And in the, in the infamous words of Haley Bieber, um, because she said something and she was absolutely right. I recently, yeah. I recently did a post and I never do posts on my personal 
you know, page, but I did one. It was a, some trend and I thought it was funny. And my, my posts on my personal page get all of like, you know, 14 likes. So I was like, Whoa, you know, this is a big, and almost 300,000 views later. Oh my gosh. I hit a nerve apparently, but the hate comments, the hate was just unbelievable. But like I said, Haley Bieber, I've gone on and looked at the profiles of some of the people that have left these really nasty comments and they'll, they'll have on there blessed mother of four happily married Philippians 413. And I'm like, really, really? Because you just left a hateful, ugly comment, which makes me go, are you really happy in your life? Right. And social media can bring out the best in people, but it can also bring out the worst in people. So I have a love-hate relationship with it, but it's it's very interesting to just watch it kind of happen. Yeah. And like, you know, this social media will be my career. Like that's, you know, marketing, social media, all of that. That's like my career goal. But you know, getting, starting to step into that role of, you know, I have an internship in social media marketing, you know, the podcast is huge on, you know, I'm trying to make huge on social media and, you know, all of these little things. And it's like, okay, well, you know, all of my energy is going to social media in these aspects. And so it's like, the whole world doesn't need to know what I'm doing like at all times on my personal page. Like, if you want to know what I'm doing, like, send me a text, call me, like, you know, things like that. You know, the people who really need to know what I'm doing will know what I'm doing. Like the whole world doesn't need to know that. And the amount of hateful comments that, you know, I thankfully haven't really gotten any, but the amount of hateful comments that can be seen across thousands and millions of posts are insane. I've often asked myself, is so has social media, the advent of social media been a good thing or a yeah. detriment to society? You know what I mean? So my, my advice, if I could give it to you or anybody who is listening, separate yourself. Make sure that you make time for you away from social media, away from the screen. We forget to do things like go outside. Adults mm-hmm. need to go outside and play too. So <laughs> we have to separate ourselves. Um, and it's hard. I mean, it, it is not an easy task. Um, but if I could give anyone any bit of advice, make sure you make time to separate from social media. Yeah, because it's so easy to get wrapped up in it. And like, especially in the military life of trying to stay connected with people, it can be so easy to get wrapped into it. And let's be real, military spouse community can be filled with a lot of drama sometimes. So it's so easy to get yourself wrapped up in that. And, you know, you have to be able to make some time to separate from social media so you're not all wrapped up in it 100% of the time. I am sure that in the military spouse community, I have some haters. Everyone does. The way it goes. Exactly. Exactly. But I am the type of person, I will squash it. Yeah. I need to, no, and I don't partake. I don't get into that. If if I have seen chatter of people talking about me, no, I'll go directly to them. And I'm like, if you want to know something, then ask me. Right. The, I am the source, not third party. But if, if what you really want to be doing is just talking smack, 
have fun with that. Thanks for raising my algorithm. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you start to get into those tags and mentions and hashtags. Yep. You, it's a social media way. You're just going to start to boost your content instead of, you know, the hate is going to circle back around like in a positive there is, direction. There is no such thing as bad publicity. Exactly. Even bad publicity will will somehow elevate. They, it will put you in the I Now I know someone's going to come at me with, there's no such thing as bad publicity. It's, it's the truth, especially yeah. in the world of social media. It will elevate your numbers. So one of the things that I did on that post that I was telling you about that I got a lot of hate on, I actually would spin it around and say, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to leave a comment. Since I've got you here, you're on, you're on my post. Since I've got you here, let me tell you about something that we do. We run a TV show called Moving with the Military, Honoring Military Families, and we could really use your support. So head on over there and I would tag, tag it. Yeah. So many people were like, that was genius. It is. Because what am I going to say? I'm going to argue with you. You can have your opinion and I don't really care, but I'm going to tell you because you're here, you, you've taken the time to leave a hateful comment or, or a good comment. You've taken the time to do that. I'm going to take the time and let you know about something that I'm really passionate about, something that I think is, is very powerful. And I'm going to let you know about it. We had people delete their comments. like they <laughs> Then we also had people, you know, we, we made fans. Yeah. Who came over even after their hateful comment. And that's, you know, it, at the end of the day, the things that other people do, and I hope if this is, you know, uh, resonating with somebody who is listening, you can't listen to the noise on social media because it is not true. Do not believe the negativity about yourself because number one, it's not true. Yeah. It's, and Makes you wonder whoever left it, what's going on in their life. Exactly. Because like, I mean, all throughout like middle school and high school, like they teach you that if someone's being a bully to you, it's because they're like jealous of something that you have or their life isn't as great as your life is. And that's sad that that's the way it works. It's sad that that's the way it has to work. And a lot of people don't realize that, but that's, that's the way it goes. And, you know, it's hard to realize that from the perspective of someone who is getting hated on, you know, at some points, but you've got to like prove that you're stronger than, you know, the hateful comments that could come against you. Absolutely. And, and social media is not real. No, it is not real. That is when you see the pictures, social media is curated. It is whatever it is that they want you to see. So it could be a hundred pictures to get the one shot. Mm -hmm. And whether that one shot is beautiful or that one shot is really crazy weird, it was still curated. So social media is not real life. It is a, you know, I I often call it the highlight reel or, you know, just the Tiger King, if they wanted to be all crazy and, you know, but that's, that is the image that, that whoever it is is going to be portraying. So it's not real life. No, because I mean, like you said, a hundred pictures can, you know, turn out to be the, just the one picture or, mm-hmm. you know, on my personal one, I tried to share like the positives and the negatives kind of like, cause my life isn't perfect. So I like to kind of try and share that my life is not perfect, you know, all the way around, yeah. but you know, sometimes 
that's all people share is just the good stuff that goes on in their life. And it's like, okay, well, all of these, you know, social media influencers show how good their life is. And then people are like, oh, well, I want to be just like them, but they don't realize the negative things that go on in life too. Yeah. And it's, it's hard, especially I think for, for military kids who are often remote, Mm -hmm. they're, they may not have a lot of friends when they get to a new place. And so they're, they're living in this social media world. And then there is an expectation that is, is unattainable because it's not real. Yeah. It is not a real thing. So, you know, that's why I just like, take it all, take it all with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. There's so much like, you know, military families, you know, not even trying to, but there's so much that we expect out of military kids. You know, there's so much like the military expects out of military kids and families expect out of military kids. And I'm sure I'll expect, you know, the same levels out of my kids. And, you know, having that on top of social media, on top of just the pressures of the world, you know, some military kids crumble from the pressure. Yeah. It's a lot. It really is. And, you know, when you hear us older folks say things like, I'm so glad there wasn't social media when I was growing up. We're not kidding. Yeah. We are not kidding because it didn't exist. So we didn't have that, that worry. There was never that around us. So it's hard being a kid today. And I think it's harder being a military kid because you've added that military kid component on top of being a kid, a kid. Yeah. There's so much to have to deal with. So, you know, I want kids to know that, you know, my own children, we're here for them. That's what we need to do is support them and know that we're here for them. There's always somebody to talk to. If you've got questions, um, you know, uh, just need, need to talk. There's a lot of organizations. I know you and what you're doing. You want to hear the stories and voices of military kids. And I think that's wonderful. You've given them a, a platform to share their voices. Yeah. And I, I love that. Couldn't be prouder. <laughs> well, thank you. It's definitely like, you know, military kids, you know, I always say that the service members are so recognized and, you know, they deserve that recognition. They fought for that. And, you know, the spouses are finally just starting to get recognized for everything they do. You know, they weren't recognized for so long and now they're starting to get recognized. And the kids are just, you know, trailing behind. Like they don't get the recognition that they deserve from the lifestyle that they've lived. And, you know, they deserve to have their voices out there too. Absolutely. When I hear people say, um, you know, thank you for your service. 100%. Thank you yeah. for your service to my husband. 110%. Never, you can never say it enough. Yeah. But the whole family is on this journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so much that, that we have to do just to keep it together. And not that we want to thank you because I don't, it's not, no. about, it's not about that, but it is the entire family. You know, yeah. they didn't ask to, um, get sent to Fort Benning or Fort Stewart or wherever. No. <laughs> and, but here we are, you know, we're in these places. And, and I just think it's, if you, if we look at it as a, as a whole, the entire family and how everyone has to do their part, sacrifice and struggle and, and rise, 
rise to the occasion, you know? And I think we would, we would better serve our military kids if we could see that. Yeah. And a lot of the times, I mean, like we were saying earlier, you have to be in their shoes to understand what they go through. And a lot of people, you know, try to understand what we go through. And a lot of civilians try and understand what we go through. And, you know, it's great and it's appreciated, but civilians will never understand. Military spouses will never understand. You know, they try and understand. And it's great to, you know, have that understanding, but you never truly understand. I, I love military kids. I just think they, they've got it tough, but they're strong as heck. Yeah. You know, and when I hear things like from my daughter, say, who hated being a military kid, mind you, <laughs> often said, I can't believe it. I hate that my daddy's in the arm. Now that she's off in college, she says, I'm so glad I was a military kid. Yeah. I, I can adjust. I can adapt. I can overcome. I can do this so much faster than my civilian counterparts. Yeah. So there was a lot of lessons that at that time felt, you know, overwhelming and horrible. But now as she's getting older is like, wow, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that it happened because it taught me a lot. Yeah. And that's so true. And, you know, I completely understand that as well. Like looking back, it's like, oh, it sucked in the moment. And, you know, it sucks. It, that's the easiest way to describe it. It sucks. But looking back, it's like, I'm so thankful for the life I've lived. Amen, sister. <laughs> yes. So tell me like a little short kind of like summary or whatever about your TV show and how you kind of started that. I mean, you mentioned you were a filmmaker beforehand, but how did that all come about? Yeah, I've been in television since I was in my early 20s and it's just what I've always done. And I left television when I met my service member husband. Um, and then, you know, I became a high school teacher teaching film and production. So I was still teaching what I love. Um, but one of the students, when I was talking about the idea of the show and I would always tell them, you have YouTube, you've got cell phones in your hands. You can make <laughs> movies, go for it. That student decided to tell me back exactly <laughs> what I said to them and said, you can do this, Miss Reed. You don't need anything. You have a cell phone and YouTube. And I'm like, nope. oh, goodness. <laughs> So, so we did, we, you know, like invested our life savings and said, we are going to create a show that tells and shares the stories of military service members, veterans, and their families. And then we surprise them with home makeovers. So we are a, a home makeover series and we have a home now, which is wonderful. We are on VetStream TV, um, wow. which is very exciting. VetStream yes. TV is like Netflix um, of the military world, mil military content. So we're happy to be part of the VetStream family. Um, we have another sh uh, episode coming out pretty soon. Um, it's just been an exciting year, but that's what we do. We, we travel around the country uh, supporting and honoring our service members, veterans, and their families. Yeah, and that's such an incredible way to, to give back in such a unique way that, you know, you see a lot of like little charity events and things that, you know, give back in those ways. And each way of you know, giving back to the military community is special and, you know, so much appreciated. But what you're doing is so unique to, you know, to you and your lifestyle that you've lived. Thank you. Because I think one of the hardest things for military families has always been, how do you define home? You, you know, don't. Like, it's so hard. It, exactly. What, it, what is that? 
you know, is it the yeah. forever home? Is it the duty station we're at? Is it the hometown? Um, you know, and I tried to see that through the eyes of kids, because oftentimes we get to a, a duty station, you move them in and you're like, okay, we're going to be gone in two or three years. So I'm not even going to bother. No, yeah. you, need to, you need to bother. You need to paint those walls pink. You need to put up the stuff because it's their memories. They're only little for yeah. so long and then they're not. You know, so I, it really changed my, the way I looked at home, the way I felt about home. And I think now people having gone through COVID mm-hmm. and having been confined to home has had everyone kind of look at the definition of home a little bit differently and, and the kind of home that they want to have that inspires them, that brings them joy, that brings them peace. It's a place that they want to feel comfortable in, um, reintegrate their family with. Um, so yeah, home, home to me is everything. So doing these makeovers and we're thankful that we're able to do the makeovers because of the volunteers that come out, military spouses, military kids, veterans, civilians, it's a community effort to do it. Cause we, you know, depending on the size of the space, but we usually try and get it done within a day, right? which is insanity, yeah. but you know, de- you know, depending on what it is, you know, uh, we recently did 14 units in Atlanta, Georgia, and that wasn't a day, but right. you know, it, it was watching the community come out and work together and give back to each other. That was what was really powerful. And I think that's like the, the at the core of what our show is about is about giving back and supporting each other. Yeah. And that's truly incredible. So thank, thank you, you for doing that. Appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the last thing I always like to ask on the podcast is what advice would you give to another military spouse in your case? Oh my goodness. The advice I would give. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, if I have time, I'm going to say two. Yes. One go is, for it. One is prioritize yourself. Don't lose yourself in the process because it is really easy to do that. You know, you, you become part of the life of the service member, you're, you're mom and hard, you know, you're doing all those things that you forget that you had a life and a passion and it, you know, we're studying something that there's something that you wanted to do. Don't forget that. Make time for yourself. Absolutely do that so that you, you don't get lost in the process. And number two is make it home wherever yeah. you are. Whatever it is, if it's an RV, if it's a on post housing, if it's a, a tiny home, it, whatever it is, make it your home because th- whether you're there for six months or five years, this is where you're making memories with your family. So yes, paint the walls, put up, <laughs> put up the curtains, put up the pictures, take photo shoots, really en- enjoy the area where you are because you may only be in Alaska for a little bit and then you'll never get get to go there again. So do all the things and make it home, really make it your home. Yes. I totally agree with that. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your experiences and what it's like being in the military and more about your TV show as well. Well, thank you. I do appreciate that. But uh, we are, we are thankful for this life that we've had the opportunity to live and thankful for the community of people. The, uh, yeah. the military families, because we've been places where we don't know anybody and those friends have become like family. So, and they'll forever be part of our family. So we are very thankful for that. And thanks for having me on. And thank y'all for listening. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. And where can they find you on Instagram and everything for your TV show? 
Instagram and Facebook and TikTok is at Moving With The Military, all one long word. And our show is available on um, now on VetStream TV and also on YouTube. Um, but VetStream TV has got a lot of great content. You can go down that rabbit hole. So I really would recommend. It's free. You just sign up, it's free. Um, and there's all kinds of great movies and interviews and behind the scenes content from all sorts of different um, uh, military type shows. So I encourage everyone to go out there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.